Really? How was it? It was good. It was, uh, you know, well, it was just the water game of the century. Yeah, the stadium was flooded, man. It was. It was uh, every every time they uh, fell and stuff, or like every time they ran, you could see them splashing. (laughs) You know, like I bet you it was fun. It was pretty fun. It was good time. Like uh, I was telling people, you know, this is what it was like when we were playing when we were kids. You know. Yeah, because all of our fields were in like retention areas, like. It was like a giant pit next to a suburb which, like, <laughs> yeah. for the runoff rainwater. Literally, that's literally what it was. Yeah. And so every time we played... It would... <laughs> I forget that one time, dude. It was like flooded for like a week. and We'd show up to practice, couldn't practice because it was still flooded. And there's like dead raccoons floating <laughs> in the water. And then as soon as you could step foot on grass, we're playing in there. You know what I mean? And all yes. that shit just soaked into the ground. <laughs> we're just rolling around in that mud. <laughs> Good times, man. But yeah. looks like uh, you guys got some heavy rainstorms. I saw them seeding that out here over the last few days. You did call it the other day. I told you. Yeah, you're like, it's going to come to you. Mike, so, we plan your weather there. here in Colorado. If you ever need to know what's coming at you, just ask me what's going on in Colorado. And I'll be like, well, you know, seeding some clouds. It's coming for you. A little rain, so it's, I- so it's either the government... Seeding clouds in Colorado to flood Chicago, or it's September and we're entering a rainy cold season. Yes, very possible that both are true. Uh, (laughs) I like to go with the government control theory myself, you know, it's kind of my thing, but you know, to each his own. On a day like today, why not? You know, Mike, what is today? Are you kidding me? Didn't you see the news all day, Frank? Oh, you're right. It's the... The, the queen died, dude. We're having a funeral. It's... You didn't see it? It's the most important day of our, of our lives. Of I... history. <laughs> Why? What else is it? Uh, You're right. I, you know, I can't think of anything else. Oh, well, okay, okay. Let's not forget. It is Sunday, Lord's Day. The, uh, that's right. Day of rest. Little praise of to Yahweh. Uh, oh, it's kick! And... It's kickoff weekend. It's right? what the NFL kicked off this weekend, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Season opener. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. And uh, oh, oh that's about it, Frank. Nine eleven, Mike. Come on. Oh, nine eleven. I couldn't tell by the fucking news. I guess we forgot. <laughs> you know? Did you see how much they covered the Queen? Wow, I was shocked actually this morning for sure. I clicked on around the time where the planes crashed. I thought they would do the whole marking of the time and moment of silence there was nothing no silence dude no it doesn't nothing exist Britain, the queen oh my god harry and um the other f- they met for the first time <laughs> since the the one dude's bitch wife called them all racist it's like dude yeah, i don't care about this you know <laughs> um kind of weird yeah no you know why no uh, you can't talk about 9-11, Frank. Then everybody's going to talk about Afghanistan. Ooh, good call. <laughs> you know? Great call. Wow. Did it 9-11? What did we do in retaliation? Didn't we do something? Oh, yeah, we went to Afghanistan. Well, what happened? <laughs> uh, 
Let's not talk about that. <laughs> I was also thinking about how the Biden administration, considering they just hired a Satan, uh, Satanist to be in, in their cabinet uh, to head the monkeypox thing. They, <laughs> I feel like maybe they just don't want to celebrate the United States in any capacity. And what was one of maybe the like, wasn't that the most unifying moment you can think of in our country's history in the modern era? Yeah, I think that's why they didn't want to do it, because it was when a Republican was president. <laughs> right. And that was the last time America was truly unified. And his first pitch out at that ball game was way better than Fauci's, man. <laughs> oh, way better. But uh, To be fair, he had the cocaine on his side. That's right. <laughs> the power of coke. <laughs> Never underestimate the coke. <laughs> Presidential coke, man. That's got to be good. Oh, yeah, it's the best, man. Straight from Columbia. Come on, dude. The oh, Clintons bring it in. You know they ship it in. <laughs> <laughs> they got their own farm. For sure. Oh, man. Well, uh, I find all of this very interesting. Today I was watching football, and I noticed that there was no mention of 9-11 whatsoever. It was really bizarre. Not even at the football games? No, like, I saw nothing, man. I really, maybe terrible. they just didn't uh, air it. But I was they want you to forget. I was kind of just thinking how it has more to do with the unification. I'm really kind of into that focus where that mo- that moment in time right after I think we were just unified as a country and as people, and you know there was no division amongst us. We were all Americans, and then now that doesn't play into the narrative of the Democrats. In fact, they need us to be divided. So you have right. to, you can't do a celebration of 9-11. It'll just remind people like, hey, you know, you remember back in 2001, we were all kind of neighbors. We, Dude, were, in, you're right. we were in this together, actually, back then. And not only that, you know what it is, too, is like with, remember, the, they tried to cancel 4th of July. Exactly. And it was, you could do it because you're like, well, celebrating, you know, white slave owners. Slave, exactly. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> right. But, like, what are you going to say about the 9-11 victims? Like, there's literally nothing you can do to to turn that around. Or how about the uh, service members who took the call to arms immediately after and joined the forces and, yeah. you know, went to go defend America's freedom overseas? I mean, I think there's a lot to be said about how people reacted in the immediate aftermath of, of this incident. And, uh, again, it, it was amazing, dude. The patriotism. Yes, it was phenomenal, man. Ugh. It was incredible. Man, everybody had a flag. You know, like uh, Rudy Giuliani was on SNL. Yeah, that's right. He was America's mayor. It didn't matter that he was a Republican. For those of you who weren't alive, for frame of reference, just look around, but picture every Ukraine fr- flag is an American flag. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what it looked like. We used to be in America. <laughs> Could you imagine something happening now and a Republican goes on SNL? In solidarity with everybody else, right? Like I don't, I couldn't oh. imagine that happening. Oh God, how could you do the Hitler? <laughs> Bring a Nazi on SNL? It's crazy how far we've come, though. Twenty years ago, uh, there was a conservative as mayor of New York. Kind of crazy. Wow, that is crazy. Yeah, because he was cleaning it up. Yeah, right. They had rampant crime, and they needed someone yeah, to clean it up, dude. <laughs> That's what happens. 
When everything gets good and comfortable, that's when you start voting in Democrats. Right, because you have time to worry about stuff like, you know, who's being misgendered and crap like yeah, that. Yeah, we got all this money, <laughs> everything's good, come on, yeah, give some to the poor people, help the poor people, yeah, don't lock them up, you know? And then it's like, oh my god, where's that guy we called the asshole? We need him to come clean this shit up. <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. Well, 9-11, Mike, what, what say you on the 9-11? Um, did we let one slip through the cracks, or did we orchestrate the big one? Huh? So I got to tell you, man, it is so weird to look back on it now, especially after this year, in the, or the, after the past two years. Like, now the trust in the DOJ and everything is totally gone. Totally gone. Yeah, absolutely. And now with everything you guys did with COVID, everything you guys are doing to Trump, all the cover-ups, it's like, man, the conspiracy theories are more be- more believable than ever. Absolutely. Now. Yes. Right? Yes. For sure. And then the, the, I don't know if you got that, oh yeah, I think you got that clip, of Rumsfeld. Oh, I got that. Yes, sir. It's 20 years later, and we never got to the bottom of this. (laughs) It just, the problem just got worse. Well, uh, World Trade Center 7, building number 7, famously, it just (laughs) demolished itself (laughs) for no reason. Pretty crazy. (laughs) It just fell. It just fell, right? Across the street, it had no reason to demolish down. It, and it, it, was it was the a, vibrations. <laughs> that's right. Structural damage, I believe. Yeah, they had a, <laughs> just couldn't take it. All the buildings around the towers were fine, but this one a block away, yeah, the vibrations got it. I've gone through this idea many times in my head. There's been many theories floated about it, and I could see it as being a potential true path here uh, for what happened. What if... The images we've seen on video were just CGI-made images, and they really just shot some rockets into these buildings. I wouldn't... I really wouldn't be surprised. It, it could happen. The, the, the so Pentagon fast. was not hit by a plane. No, no. But, I mean, imagine a drone, right? Yeah. You could fly a drone into a building very easily, equipped with some sort of mini-nuke, and... Easy. And by the way, I mean, the, the, the heat at which the steel melted, right? We got to be talking about a nuke here. Yeah? See, I don't, be- <laughs> I don't believe that. I believe there were uh, explosives in place to, pull, to, to drop the building. Really? You do believe that? Because there were man, so I'm many... Going, re- I'm <laughs> going so far on this, man. I don't trust these motherfuckers at all. Wow. And my, pro- my problem is the amount of money that you guys... Like, not only did you guys wipe out trillions of dollars that nobody could find, you guys then went and made trillions of dollars. Yes. Like, you literally stole money from the government to, to, to build this corporation, and then erased that debt, and then that corporation was now large enough to take on contracts with the government to legally take all this money from the government. Like, I can't imagine anything more shady. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, well, how about the fact that uh, one of the guys who was there every day eating breakfast or whatever, uh, the real estate agent, he just wasn't there that day? (laughs) 
Not only that, yeah, dude, and then the insurance policies. The insurance policies that they took out right beforehand. Uh, how about the fact that the one spot of the Pentagon that was attacked, they just happened to all be not there that day working? Everybody in that entire wing was just not there? Nobody was in that part of the building. Nothing was in that part of the building except the only paperwork that could prove where the money went, where the $2 trillion went. How about the fact that there is absolutely no video recording of whatever hit the Pentagon? Oh, there's one from a parking lot. (laughs) From a gas station. The only only camera the fucking uh, Pentagon has. It's a lot of weird stuff. I do support the fact that there were multiple bombs placed throughout both World Trade Center buildings. Uh, all Firefighters, witnesses, everybody there in real time were reporting that they were hearing multiple explosions throughout the building. It's it's the way that it was a dem- it was a demolition, man. So the way that those things came down, it was too perfect. It was beautiful. It was like a perfect demolition. I keep hearing that. <laughs> I keep hearing though that they implant dem- like <laughs> like explosives in every building. I don't think it's true. I was uh, apparently seeing, yeah. <laughs> oh no, go ahead. No, like they have planned demoli- uh, demolition explosives set up in these major skyscrapers just in case. Not everyone, but if it's cert- if it's so big or whatever, they have to. I think if in it case has it does um, start to go down. I think if there's some element of the government being involved with that building, right? It has to be, dude. So they right? can demolish you it in real you time. Don't want yeah. <laughs> so we're both agreeing the World Trade Center uh, towers were demolished. Oh, yeah. I'm going, yeah. That's awesome. I'm, I love it. It's I'm rare that three. we agree on the, uh, on the conspiracies. <laughs> so. yeah, I told you, man, I'm fucking... Look- like looking back on it now with everything they did with COVID and everything, it's like, dude, yeah. hell yeah, these motherfuckers. They, they they invented this whole COVID thing so they could make billions of dollars on injecting you with a fucking vaccine. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, don't, you don't think they knocked down a couple buildings? <laughs> of course. Isn't it weird with the perspective of COVID now that it just seems so much more plausible that this was a government incited incident or like you know like they planned this oh plausible it's not even like a surprise like oh yeah yeah no, of course <laughs> <laughs> but they lied to the people they got them into a war that lasted 20 years <laughs> well did you see the sheep lined up for the covid test every day i mean of course they fell for it ah damn oh man i literally right, said well. we can't do another 9-11 because there's too many cameras so we're just gonna we're gonna do a, a soft a soft nine eleven. Soft we're gonna call one. It a, we're gonna oh do a my virus. god, dude, that's so funny. You know? <laughs> oh, this is such a scam, dude. Nine eleven was a fucking scam. You know how nine eleven's a scam is because nobody that did anything in nine eleven got in trouble. We didn't even go into fucking Saudi Arabia. That's right. Absolutely. Right? We invaded Afghanistan to go after a guy who was living in Pakistan. <laughs> like it's. <laughs> No, you're right, dude. I mean, we clearly Somebody went, got their stands wrong. Dude. We obviously <laughs> <laughs> we obviously went into Afghanistan to set up some poppy fields, or you know, set up our uh, medicine fields for big pharma, right? 
Exactly, and that, <laughs> so we could get the opioids. So we get the opioids, man. That's all it was about. And then we controlled that game for about 15 years, and then we moved on to uh, mRNA. All right, oh. new technology. <laughs> God, it's such a scam, dude. Yeah, for sure, man. It's crazy. It's crazy looking back on all of it, though, because what followed 9-11 was just, I mean, we ripped up the Middle East, man. Oh, yeah, destroyed it. We just went over there and just had full... That was, it was already destroyed. <laughs> I know. Barbarians. We got to test out some crazy weapons out there, man. It was good for weapon. We, our weaponry, oof, we got to perfect it. Got to hone in all the electronics, drones. I mean, drone technology. That's where it took off, right? Yeah. Yeah. For oh. sure. And that's why, you know, furthers the argument that we just need to go to war every 20, 30 years just to test our weapons and get some new, uh, you know, some new action and, uh, out there. Ba- yeah, battle hardened the, the soldiers. That's right. Yeah, good call. Because otherwise, <laughs> otherwise they start dyeing their hair blue and uh, changing their genders, and we got some problems. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> uh, a whole other story. All right. Well, should we do the Rumsfeld dance here? This is a famous, uh, famous uh, rundown. So this clip you sent me, which is crazy, it's from nine ten, September tenth, two thousand one. Yes. The day he he goes on national television <laughs> and announces th- he announces this the day before nine eleven happens. Where a plane crashes into the Pentagon and wipes out all evidence <laughs> of this. Not only that, Mike, this is CBS News doing, like, investigative journalism. It's freaking bizarre. They're doing, like, a news story. That's what we Oh, that's what I couldn't believe, dude. Remember the news? <laughs> 20 years ago, dude, they used to do news. <laughs> I, see, I thought about that, but even back then, it's because these were all Republicans. Yeah, they wanted to screw the Republicans. So, I get it, but still, it's a little news. It felt it's good. Still, it's good to listen. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> they at least throw some info in there, and it's a deep dive. I like it. So uh, You know what never came up was the gender or sexuality or <laughs> sexual right. preference of anybody in this story. So it was amazing that this was the news. <laughs> You know why? Well, no Peter Doocy back then to sex up the place, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Once you get a Doocy in the room. That's right. The ladies can't resist that Doocy do. <laughs> uh, the Doocy do. All right, man. We're going to do it up here. Uh, Doocy do it up. This will be Rumsfeld on 910, the day before 911. <laughs> yeah, the day so. before 911. Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld declared war, not on forests. The adversary is closer to home. It's the Pentagon bureaucracy. He said money wasted by the military poses a serious threat. In fact, it could be said that it's a matter of life and death. Rumsfeld promised change, but the next day, the world changed. And in the rush to fund the war on terrorism, the war on waste seems to have been forgotten. My 03 budget calls for more than $48 billion in new defense spending. More money for the Pentagon. Talking Ukraine? That was a lot of money. That's <laughs> <laughs> just shocking to hear it for America. That's incredible. 
<laughs> Did you say any billion? What the fu- Why'd you even wake me up, dude? Don't even get me out of bed unless there's a T after that bitch, dude. What is going on here? One hundred million dollars. <laughs> I need my cash. Uh, give me a minute. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did he say eighty billion? Uh, yeah, I think we I spend just... that on car seats, dude. What are you talking about? Car hey. seats? We spend that on sleeves for Zelensky in Ukraine, man. Are you kidding me? Oh my god, dude! That's what we just gave to Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when governments or our government actually had to beg us for money? Huh. <laughs> Remember when our government Maybe. spent money on our own stuff for us? <laughs> on our own safety. <laughs> it's crazy. This is crazy Three stuff. <laughs> oh, who's this extremist? <laughs> this guy sounds like a fascist to me, Mike. I don't know about you. <laughs> I mean, the most amazing thing is Rumsfeld. What was he? Secretary of State? Defense. No. Secretary, yeah, but State? it doesn't matter what he was. Yeah. It was somebody in the cabinet actually coming out here and talking about an issue that he he found, and he was going to solve it. Yes, and he wasn't wearing and, dog And it had nothing to do with <laughs> equity. <laughs> you know? Absolutely, and honestly, for better or for worse, Rumsfeld was in his position because of years of being a political hack and being a crony and being a part of, you know, all this corruption since the days of Nixon. Sure, but at least he had experience, you know what I'm saying? And he that's why he was there. You can't say the same about anyone in Joe fucking Biden's <laughs> administration. They're all there because they wear leather dog masks and have satanic symbols tattooed on their chests. Like, it's so fucked up, man. At least like, when Rumsfeld does it, he wears it in the privacy of his dungeons. <laughs> I mean, it's his, his, his master's dungeon, okay? <laughs> you know how those guys are freaks. They're all sick fucks. We all know it. <laughs> uh, but they, finish the sick they, fucks they used to have the class to hide it. Yeah, all right, here we go. We'll roll down this. <laughs> Take it away, Rummy. There used to be a time when the Democrats were fucking the kids in the closet, you know? Right. They kept it hidden on an island, and all the Republicans were fucking boys behind closed doors, you know? And we all ignored it. It was good times. (laughs) Lindsay was in his prime. (laughs) You talking Lady G? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. 25% of what it already spends. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. $2.3 trillion, with a T. That's $8,000 for every man, woman, and child in America. To understand how the Pentagon can lose track of trillions, consider the case of one military accountant who tried to find out what happened to a mere $300 million. We know it's gone. But we don't know what they spent it on. Jim Minnery, a former Marine turned whistleblower, is risking his job by speaking out for the first time about the millions he noticed were missing from one defense agency's balance sheets. Minnery tried to follow the money trail, even crisscrossing the country looking for records. The director looked at me and he says, 
why do you care about this stuff? <laughs> it took me aback, you know. My supervisor asked me why I care about doing a good job. So. He was reassigned and says officials <laughs> then covered up the problem Classic. by just writing it off. They got to cover it up. That's where the corruption comes in. They've got to cover up the fact that they can't do the job. The Pentagon's inspector general partially substantiated several of Minnery's allegations, but could not prove officials tried to manipulate the financial statements. Twenty years ago, Pentagon employee Franklin C. Spinney made headlines exposing what he calls the accounting games. He's still there, and although he does not speak for the Pentagon, he believes the problem has gotten worse. Those numbers are pie in the sky. The books are cooked routinely year after year after year. Retired Vice Admiral wow. Jack Shanahan commanded the Navy's second fleet the first time Donald Rumsfeld served as Defense Secretary. With good o financial oversight, we could find $48 billion in loose change in that building without having to hit the taxpayers. In the two and a half <laughs> minutes since this report so began, the Pentagon has spent nearly two million dollars and it may never know where 25% of those tax dollars went. God. In Los Angeles, what? I'm Vince Gonzalez for Eye on America. Hey, 25%. thanks, Vince. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's back then. It's probably so much worse now. Oh, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> yeah, that shit doesn't get better. It gets swept <laughs> under the rug. I, I told you about it when I was in the army, how we were just writing off $100,000 chips that nobody could find. A it was like a joke. That's outrageous, man, honestly. The, the problem with the military, right, is like... Like, I was a mechanic, so I signed for a toolbox, right? Yeah. But I signed for it from a captain who was supposed to do, like, quarterly checks, you know? Yeah. But she never did. And she was technically signing it out from the lieutenant colonel who was supposed to do who, her yearly checks. She never did either, you know? And it was like... <laughs> They were supposed to, they all reported to the guy who's the colonel, and he never did his check, so when it came, my toolbox was missing, right, <laughs> nobody wanted to be responsible, you know, and if you just went high enough up the chain, a guy could just sign it off. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, that's crazy. That's what a write-off is? That's what he's talking about, write-off, yeah. A high, <laughs> once you have a high enough clearance... You literally just go into the computer and you change a one to a zero, and there was no toolbox. <laughs> not only was there toolbox, but not only was there no toolbox, your unit wasn't even ever assigned a toolbox. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's why whenever, uh, like, because we were in the motor pool, and whenever, like, battalions would rotate out of the Middle East. Yeah. And there was always that like one to two week period where the motor pool was empty that they were that one moved out of and one was moving into. Right. And whatever's in there, nobody signed for it. <laughs> That's the shit that just they they rode off and then they found it later on, but nobody wanted it. You know what I mean? That's where I got all those bayonets from. Amazing. Because there was just a box of bayonets under a table that nobody knew was there. And that's technically like sensitive shit, whatever. So that should have been yeah. you know, like high priority. But you, you just got you get a lieutenant colonel or a colonel, and they'll sign it off. They'll write it off. They'll write it off because they don't want anybody asking them questions. You know. Yeah, and also it's basic modern day business, right? Where you need to spend more in order to get more, right? Exactly. You can't have 
left over for the budget. You have to spend every penny so you can ask for more next year. Exactly. Yeah. That's smart That's stuff. Write it off. <laughs> what is a write off? <laughs> Do you even know? <laughs> oh man, that's a classic. Um, that's a classic Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, you just write it off. <laughs> Everybody's just writing it off. <laughs> that's Kramer and uh, Kramer and Jerry, right? That's the best. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I think I got it right here. Actually, here we go. There's a uh, Seinfeld writing it off. <laughs> Got it. Hey, what happened to my stereo? It's all smashed up. That's right. Now it looks like it was broken during shipping, and I insured it for $400. But you were supposed to get me a refund. You can't get a refund. Your warranty expired two years ago. So we're going to make the post office pay for my new stereo now? It's a write-off for them. How is it a write-off? They just write it off. (laughs) Write it off what? Jerry, all these big companies, they write off everything. You don't even know what a write-off is. <laughs> do you? No, I don't. <laughs> but they do. I <laughs> 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 you had the last 20 seconds of my life back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, classic. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know what a write-off is either. These right on the money. That's amazing. You don't even know what a write-off is. <laughs> What are they writing it off of? That's the best part. That's amazing. And that's literally what they do in the military. And hey, look, that's what 9-11 was, right? It was a write-off. It's just a write-off. <laughs> write off two buildings. Wow. Did they literally Three. have the Never forget. Plan, so building like, seven, Mike. What's up? <laughs> Never forget building seven, dude. <laughs> I know. That's where that you know what? That's the answer to what are you writing off of? You're writing it off of building seven. That's right. You just yep. write everything on a piece of paper, put it in building seven, and we'll take it down. <laughs> well, you know what everyone memory holes, it seems like, is the uh, Flight 93? Yeah, dude. Yeah. You know what's weird about that? Remember almost immediately, seemingly afterwards, they came out with that movie, Flight 93? Oh, the heroes, The dude. heroes. They took it down. And what do we always say, Mike? Whenever there's heroes, it's, it's bullshit. <laughs> It's, not true. it's a fake yeah, story, it's dude. Bullshit. It's Hollywood. No. <laughs> Flight 93 was on its way to the White House, and that's why that was the only one they had to take out. And they blew it up and they blew they it up. They shot it out of the air. Yeah. And do you know the story where they're like, let's roll? That was the catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> they blew that shit out of the sky. It was scattered. For like 25 Across miles. Across miles, dude. They absolutely, sh- they incinerated 25. that thing, dude. Like, whatever. <laughs> 25 <laughs> Whatever super laser technology we have, it shoots shit out of the sky that's about to come to the White House. I guarantee it, dude. <laughs> and it shot down Flight 93, no doubt in my mind, man. <laughs> and that was 20 years ago, dude. Imagine what they got now. Oh, the space wars must be crazy, honestly. Yeah, dude, they just fucking flat out lied to us. So I heard, I read something earlier this morning when I was doing a little digging on 9-11, uh, like a, some refreshers, and apparently there was another flight, a fifth flight, that nobody ever talks about that got very little play, and there's a lot of skepticism whether or not it actually existed, but there was supposedly an, a fifth flight that got hijacked, and then the, the it landed, and... Uh, 
everyone dispersed and no one ever heard of it again. It was like flight like 15 or something. I can't remember the numbers. I never but, heard of that. That's crazy. Pretty wild. But it, it's weird because whenever it comes to these kind of strange PSYOP situations, right? Like with uh, the uh, Sandy Hook situation, you know, in the live reporting, there's always these you know, oh, there's a third gunman or a second gunman or a guy they're chasing in the woods, you know, and then, you know, 9-11, you had bombs going off that they later say didn't exist, right? Yeah, And it's just, it's really strange how you always hear these of things happen live and they're reporting them live, but then they scrub that from any kind of internet search engine and you're never, you can only find little snippets of it, you know, when you dig deep. It's crazy. That's that's 9-11, That's that's how you know I think there's some false flag element going on. You know, I'm not saying maybe maybe the FBI, you know, and CIA, they seem to like to plant themselves in these groups and stoke these guys to do stuff in order to push agendas, right? So I think they had to, dude, cuz how else you need these buildings to go down and how else can you guarantee it? Have you read about I think they I think they <laughs> just killed they killed the Muslims and they fucking did this shit themselves. Yeah, again, I don't see how... I, I bet you could just shoot down the planes themselves somewhere. You could just yeah, bury them into the yeah. ocean and then fly drones into these buildings. Yeah, how would we know? It's way easier. It is. And the way these things maneuvered into those buildings, man. It's kind of professional, <laughs> if you ask me. Yeah, like no sudden jerk at the end. Like You know you're going to hesitate and do a little... I, no! You know? I just... <laughs> <laughs> just see a little tail dive maybe at the end man I, you know? I feel like flying a plane in itself is very difficult but then to maneuver this thing and do the turnaround that they pulled and then to loop around and then to nail the building the way they get it like that's really precise yeah, and you think so? yeah and these dudes like failed or did poorly in their <laughs> flight training classes down in florida or wherever they were doing it i bet you you could do it you think so yeah i bet you you think you get your hands on a jet and you're in mid-flight you could swing it around and you know without any kind of you know what i mean like isn't there adrenaline pumping box cutter to my throat (laughs) i could definitely which building you want you know i think i could hit it is the story they made the pilots fly it into the thing, or I thought they killed the pilots and took over. Yeah, the I thought planes. they like slit their throat with the box right. or something. I don't know. And that's my point. I feel like these guys were too amateur to really make these maneuvers. Yeah, the, th- dude, the thing that it makes sense that with the box cutters, like that does it. You gotta let these fuckers take over your plane. With <laughs> I box don't know, cutters, man. dude. I, a lot of the story doesn't make sense. Especially- dude, I cut myself with a box cutter once a week. <laughs> like I'll fucking, I'll take a cut. Like I mean. <laughs> Do you know what the the best part about all of the 9-11 bullshit uh, is the two Saudi passports that survived the incineration process? Oh, yeah, the- yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we had two buildings melt to the ground, but their passports survived the entire thing. Are you kidding me, dude? Melted steel. Steel girders that held up a hundred stories. <laughs> fucking just melted right through them. There's fucking buildings collapsed and they found them the passport. <laughs> they found the passport and the Muslim that belonged to it. Still wearing the same shirt as in the photo of the passport. That's how you knew it was him. You know? <laughs> the whole thing was such a scam. 
It was all just to push the Patriot. And then all flights were grounded, except for one flight left America, and it was to bring the Bin Ladens to Saudi Arabia. Wow. You didn't hear about that? You don't remember that was in that, like, Fahrenheit 911 or whatever? You know, I think I just forgot about it, because I've always known that the Bin Ladens were in with the CIA. It's documented, you know? The whole family was, like, they were, like, flown out of America. That's pretty incredible. I, I do vaguely recall that, but it, I feel like I just blocked that part of it, part of the That's story. So absurd. The whole thing is so absurd. That, that you just tell us the truth. It, that takes it to a whole other level of absurdity, too. You know, like not a, we're gonna blame you guys for it, but we're gonna protect you on a flight out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Frank, uh, you guys better get out of here. We're about to blame this disaster on you. Uh, <laughs> We're about to hunt you and your whole family down, so we're going to give you a head start. <laughs> oh, man. The best part of 9-11 really was the scene of Bush in the classroom with the kids, right? Isn't that kind of the highlight of the whole time? Yeah, I felt bad for him on that one. He got a bad rep on that. You think so? I think he handled it all right. Yeah? I feel like he was set you up can't... for that moment. I-, I-, I never understood, like, I know the Democrat, the-, the people, like, Democrats are always like, he just sat there and did, like, you're, what are you supposed to do? Just, like, jump up. Yeah. Oh, my God, kids! Push you haven't been run home! It's the end of the world! <laughs> We're being attacked! Like, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah, think he I, played it cool, man. You play it cool, you let the kid finish the story or whatever, and then you get the fuck out of there and go take care of business, you know? Pretty interesting. I, I have no idea how well, I would sure the guy. It. I'm sure the guy didn't just whisper in his ear. It's not like everybody in the fucking military and in America. Everybody in America stood still while this guy whispered in George Bush's ear, sir, they attacked. And everybody just st- sat there waiting for his command. You know what I mean? That's the not guy probably works. whispered in his <laughs> ear, sir, the buildings have been struck. Uh, we're, we're scrambled jets at every point. Or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. All the key points. We're moving people into bunkers. You know what I mean? Definitely. I'm uh, sure he was told, like, we're under control or whatever, and then he just fucking... I would say this, because I believe right when it was happening, they rushed Cheney and Condoleezza Rice into a bunker immediately, and... Condi? I think they they secured the most important players in the game, and they let the clowns and puppets dance in front of the screen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, to be, to be honest with you, the president really... His job is not to do anything when we get attacked. That's the military's job. Your job is to go read to kids. That's right. He's supposed to be a, he's a puppet. Dance clown. Face. Yes, exactly. Keep the people calm. For sure. <clears throat> you know? <laughs> Absolutely, man. You're supposed to be the guy that keeps the, uh, the, people, the people's confidence in the government and the military high. Wow. And just the sense of keeping calm in the face of calamity or whatever, how opposite is that of Joe Biden's like, this is a dark winter of death and despair and you're all gonna die, you know? You're like, all gonna die. <laughs> like, man, that's completely opposite of what your job is supposed to be, dude. That's so funny. If you're unvaccinated, you better call your lawyer. You're gonna die. Get your will in order. <laughs> <laughs> Winter's coming. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's kind of funny now that I'm kind of putting... You sandwich these kind of events together in a, in a way. and it, A leader is supposed to be the guy that you throw all your problems on top of, right? Yeah. And he acts like it's nothing. You know, and he just fucking... 
just hand, I don't know. Definitely. You know what I'm seeing here is 9-11 and COVID lockdowns are very similar in one sense. They were both markers in our history where they can, they immensely restricted our freedoms in ways we never thought possible before. Yeah. Good call. 9-11, we got the Patriot Act, and uh, COVID, we got um, Vax passports. That's a good call. It is like huge markers, right? Almost like every 20 years, they do something dramatic to shrink our freedoms and our wealth even further, and they take all the wealth and all the freedom for themselves. All right, so we got 20 years, we got 18 years. We got to get on the other side of that line so we can steal the money. That's fucking A right, Mike. We'll be at French Laundry in 20 years. You got that right, yeah. Gavin? Yeah, <laughs> oh, fuck the French. Uh, oh, I don't that's even right. trust them with my laundry. What is that? I don't <laughs> touching my shit (laughs) (laughs) oh man well that's all i really got for 9-11 outside of do you think we'll see another version of that in our lifetimes yes it's coming yeah really i think within the next couple years really wow wow i didn't expect that okay yeah damn i think they're itching for one man i think ukraine's a bust and we need a war one of the biggest pro, I mean, the biggest problem with Donald Trump, man, is nothing's going on in the Middle East. <laughs> right. We we even brought the Taliban back into Afghanistan, and it, it's still not as bad as we wanted it to be. <laughs> yeah. You know, truth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, New York again or what, dude? What do you think? Did you remember about a month ago there were all those nuclear. Uh, warnings going out around new york city and what to do in case of a nuclear attack of some sort right no i think they're gonna do california man you gotta you gotta elevate newsom needs to become the the america's mayor wow the next giuliani Giuliani. oh good call mike you're on fire Uh, wow wow all right maybe that's the 30-day storm Interesting. And hey, did you notice? I mean, the storm is a brewing across the country. It's been overcast everywhere. You have massive amounts of rain going on in Chicago. It's as if they've cranked the harp to max. They went to 11 on this one here, and they now are trying to get the big flood that they've been dying to get because I feel like there's something's going on. No hurricanes, dude. Like, seriously. Like, legit. What's going on? What, October maybe? Is that when the big ones hit? I don't know. No, dude, we should be at least at least one, you know? There yeah. was that Hurricane Danielle or whatever in the... But it turned out to be nothing. Well, it seems like they're turning up the heat or the uh, weather machine, and I, I don't know, I'm getting the feeling that maybe you're right on the money. Maybe we got a big one coming for California, and they do need the next America's mayor, and Cuomo was a bust. <laughs> Terrible bus. So they gotta go Gavin. American yeah, Psycho. The Psycho himself. <laughs> oh man. Oh shit. Well, good stuff. I've always wanted to do a little 9-11 action, so I'm glad we went down that route. 9-11, never forget. Never forget, except for every channel in America today, uh, they chose to follow the Queen and football. They spend more time on <laughs> Juneteenth. Yes! Yeah. Oh, that just makes me want to throw up. That's so... You're right on the money, man. You guys, like, really tried to make Juneteenth a holiday. I don't know. That's sad. Yeah, fuck the queen, dude. That is the worst. 
Yeah, well, good thing we have our own queen here, Mike. You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> I'm going to blow your mind, baby. This is the cover of the latest issue of GQ magazine. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a conversation about masculinity, <laughs> power, and politics in post-Roe America. In this conversation, the 32-year-old new... Yeah, we went from 9-11 to AOC. You got that? Right, America. That's what you get on the dude, man. New York Democrat takes victimology to new highs. Ocasio Cortez is the ultimate victim. Grievance is the basis of her politics. She tells us GQ is unlikely. She tells GQ, I should say, it's unlikely she could be elected president because so many people in America hate women. And they hate women of color, she added, just to extend her victim credentials. She says there was open hostility from Democrats right from her first day in Congress. I've experienced a lot of targeting diminishment from my own party, she says, whatever that means. She says being in Congress is tough when the GOP is trying to kill you. Oh, she's dramatic, doesn't like to answer questions about the future because she doesn't know if she'll be alive through September. From soup to nuts, it is victimology writ large. Ocasio-Cortez is a socialist, and socialists thrive on victimology. It's why they never seem happy. They always want what you've got, but they don't want to work for it. They just want the political power that lets them take it off you. GQ magazine says Ocasio-Cortez is the political voice of a generation. Oh, I certainly hope they're wrong. <laughs> A little Dude. snarky. I liked it. I thought it was a funny clip. Uh, AOC, money on the table. I got a million dollars, says you make it to the end of September. I'm going to give you to the end of next September. Yeah. Okay? Nobody's going to rape you, and nobody's going to murder you. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. How about the fact that she says she has no chance at winning the presidency because she's a woman? Come on. It's the funniest thing in the world, because I thought there was no difference between men and women. AOC, slap on a dick and then fucking run for president. <laughs> What's wrong with you? No? This is what you guys are preaching. Cut off your tits, turn part of your leg meat into a dick, and fucking run for president. Yeah? Yeah, dude. And I'm sure your boyfriend's just as liberal as you, so he won't have a problem with it. I think yeah. he might like it, actually. <laughs> he looks like a guy that would like it. <laughs> Dude, what a ridiculous thing to do. First of all, <clears throat> she's not. She's constantly doing this fashion things. Do you notice that? She does the. Uh, well, is it G yeah, yeah. What was the one that tax the rich? Tax the rich was the Met Gala. Met Gala. That's what it was. And, and you know, GQ and. Uh, isn't GQ Gentleman's Quarterly? Well, Mike, come on. There's no difference, right? You just said it yourself. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. She is a gentleman. I think I think GQ is just a fashion magazine in general. And so... Yeah, what is she on there. there for to talk about that would have to do with men's fashion? 
you're noticing that they want to make AOC a thing. I don't think it's working. I think she's not connecting with the base that she should be connecting with most, which is the Latin X <laughs> base, <laughs> right? And I think the fact that she did that whole Latinx tirade, you know, on TikTok, and then now she's constantly talking about victimhood. We talk about it many times, dude. Victimology or like being a victim in the victimhood culture that is such a turnoff to most people. And why would you want the leader of your area to be a victim? You don't. People, that's what turned them on about Trump is the winner attitude. We're going to be yes. winners. Yes. We're going to be great again. You know, I'm, you're going to win so much, you're going to be tired of winning. That was literally what he said. For sure. And look, AOC, you won't be president not because you're a woman. It's because you have this loser victimhood mentality and nobody yeah. wants to get behind that. That's you know what you're you gonna lose. you know what you achieve with that? Whatever people are willing to give you, whatever they feel sorry enough to give you. <laughs> right. You're winning on brownie points, and that only gets you so far. Uh, that'll get you the bronze. That'll get you on the podium. That gets you on the podium, but, but you ain't gonna be president. No, you gotta go to the full Kamala if you wanna get in there. <laughs> <laughs> Suck some dick. <laughs> AOC, you're just sucking the wrong dick, man. You gotta oh my God. Let... Go talk to the camel. <laughs> I mean, you're way hotter than the camel. You could do. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, for sure. Did yeah. you see the camel's back? The camel back? What, she got humps or what happened? The camel back. Yeah, I can't believe I just said that. And then now, that <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, that's really funny. The I want my camel back, camel back, camel back. <laughs> Dude, dude, they brought her back out. She was on uh, Meet the Press today. <laughs> Which is opposite from what she usually does. Hide from press. Yes. <laughs> dude, they had to edit the shit out of it. It was unbelievable. No. You could oh, tell like, she on there? They did a 24-minute interview, and oh. it would constantly cut, like, uh, in Oof. the... <laughs> She's horrible at Did all. Talk about space again. Here's the best part: the interview space. is in at the NASA facility. You could see the computers oh. behind her, so you could tell they filmed it like probably on Friday, right? When dude, did the, they... <laughs> the the worst part about when they do this shit at like NASA is, dude, that you guys literally, you guys literally walk into this room where there are <laughs> teams of women. With PhDs and like astrophysics wow. and shit yeah. like that. And you're like, yeah, can all you ladies please get out of here so, so we can film this retard that sucked her way to the top <laughs> and try to make her a fucking relevant thing on national TV and like an inspiration for women? <laughs> you know? Yeah. All you bitches with PhD get out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean though? You're How about you leave the camel at home and just go interview women at NASA? That would be better. God, that would be so much better. You're right on the money. I mean, I'd be more interested in hearing how these people plan on getting this rocket to the moon, hopefully. Uh, I'd, I'd be more interested in why your guys' time frame is longer than the 1967 time frame, <laughs> and you're not even meeting that timeline. You know? Not even that. Uh, I don't know if you saw these photographs from, I believe it's India. They have a probe or a ship. It's doing the orbit around the moon currently, and they sent back 
some really like uh, stunning photographs of the lunar surface, and in a few of them, you can actually see the leftover lunar craft that we uh, had to abandon oh, yeah. in the '60s. Yeah, and you can actually see the flag or the flagpole or whatever is there still. Um, <clears throat> it's it's pretty cool. Hey, uh, I'll believe it until it's proven otherwise. I'm still a flat moon theorist, but you know, I'll leave it at that. Flat moon. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, did you see Moonfall? What's Moonfall? Oh, you're in for a treat if you haven't seen Moonfall. It's a movie show. It's it's a movie on HBO. All right, it's got, explain. It's got Halle Berry in it, dude. Halle Berry makes a comeback. Yes, I'm a huge fan of the Halle Berry. Haley, Halle, Haley. Yeah, whatever. I'll go with Haley. Dude, you have the <laughs> flat moon theory. Yes, sir. This is Hollow Moon Theory. Big fan of Hollow Moon Theory. Yes, I'm, I've heard the, of this before. And this is a movie on it? I'm in. That mean, yeah, if the, Hollywood's the doing it, it means it's true. The moon is a Dyson sphere. Ooh. Uh, is there like an energy source within it? So it's actually a dwarf star that, that uh, our ancestors from far, far away built a sphere around. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Don't waste your time. Did you just spoil? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Worst movie I have seen. Really? In the longest. No way. Longest time. This is like one where I got to go with the critics on this one, dude. Like 14. It is so fucking bad. And then they made the mistake of just, it's so long. And the fucking, like, I'm not the bright. I'm a dumb plumber, right? Yeah, okay. All right. But, dude, get the gravity right here. Okay. So the moon's getting close to the, to the Earth, right? Sure. So close that rocks on the moon are being pulled off of the moon by Earth's gravity. Wow, right? crazy. So these guys are trying to fly to the moon, but the rocks are like flying past them towards Earth because they're so close to gravity, right? Sure. Then they cut to Earth... And the people are literally being sucked off of Earth towards the moon. Whoa, and it's like, and it's like right. dude, do you guys not understand how gravity works? So in order for rocks to be blown off the moon and rocks to be blown off Earth, there has to be more mass than both the sun and the Earth in between the sun and the, I mean the Earth and the moon. You know what I mean? Like, To be fair, this is a Roland Emmerich film. He is a... He's famous for disaster films that make absolutely no sense. I believe he did Independence Day, if I'm not mistaken. And no, that was a good movie. You're under, you're undershooting this film in as far as the people in it. He's got Michael Pena and uh, Patrick Wilson, Halle Berry, <laughs> uh, Charlie Plummer. It's even got Donald Sutherland, dude. This is a great dude, flick. I love Michael Pena. Oh, the worst he's... acting he's ever done. Really? Uh, oh he's my hilarious. god, worst acting he's ever done. His comedy he has at his, least. Has, his final <laughs> scene, I will say, is the worst thing you have ever seen in your it is like are we entering spoiler alert territory i want to spoil it's, it's already spoiled it's already. They, spoiled it. <laughs> they spoiled themselves it is a terrible ass fucking movie terrible acting terrible writing it's a, the worst b movie you've ever seen i want to remind everyone roland emmerich the uh uh director of this movie he did uh stargate universal soldier independence day godzilla the patriot the day after tomorrow 2012 Terrible movies, you're right. He's the master of he's right. the master of bad action flicks. 2012. Jesus fucking <laughs> Christ. <laughs> God, was that bad? 
I'm you know looking through this, I think maybe Independence Day might have been his uh his best piece. Uh, uh, yeah, that was that was his masterpiece. <laughs> Stargate too. I enjoyed Stargate, but it, it gets a little lost. But I'm a huge fan of uh the Kurt Russell. Stargate, great movie. <laughs> yeah. Great movie. <clears throat> yeah, great movie. Kurt Russell. <laughs> it's a great movie, dude. So Moonfall, total trash, uh, unwatchable. I unfucking uh, watch, <laughs> and I tried so hard to make it watchable. I kept pausing it to go smoke. And like after the third pause, I wasn't even pausing anymore. I was just walking out to go smoke. I was watching YouTube videos. I was like this is so stupid. And it never ended. I wow. don't think I ever got to the final ending of it. That's incredible. Uh, it's like four hours long. None of it makes sense. It's not popular yet. Definitely got 36% on the old uh, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> so not very good score. Um, God. That's funny. I popped on a flick last night. It hit the Disney Plus. Uh, and you know I love my Disney Plus, Mike. But uh, <laughs> Thor. I never went to go see the new Thor. So I finally thought I would toss it on. and The see Love and Thunder? The lo Love and Thunder, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I turned oh, it has woman Thor, right? I turned it off, dude. <laughs> no, no, unwatchable. Oh my god. I <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's horrible. It's just no. I don't know. I, I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> I stood up and did some dishes. That's how bad it was. I like had to reassess my life watching this movie. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was watching. I'm never putting on Disney Plus again. I have to cancel the subscription. I felt so embarrassed with my life. I, I was like, this no. is where I am. I hit rock bottom. This is horrible. Was it really that bad? Doesn't it like, you know how they did Female Hulk? Isn't it like Female Thor now? Yeah, that's not, it's not even that, dude. There's dialogue in this movie. I'm, I don't know how they got away with putting it in a movie. I don't know what it is. I feel like they're purposely trying to stupefy the citizens of the world. It's it, yeah. It's crazy. What happened to the writers? They've made some cuts. Is that what it is? <laughs> it's Joe Biden's economy, dude. <laughs> you can only afford so many words. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. The, the the like the the dialogue is not natural anymore in these movies. There's a scene, I think it's where I turned it off, the head of this rock guy survives and he's on the bar and they're drinking because it's a w funny, whimsical movie and they're, uh, it's, uh, and then he starts telling a story about his two dads and I'm like, what the what? fuck? I, and I, I'm like, what am I watching? And he's talking to the, the leader of the Thor world who's a lesbian woman, you know, and I'm just like... I couldn't do it anymore. I, I I was just exhausted. I was exhausted from thinking about that. Like, I don't want to think about that. <sighs> Isn't that opening week? Aren't the bears on? That's, I, was, I was like, is it Sunday yet? You know what I did? I put on Bill Maher. It's so lame. I was like, I'm going to watch uh, Bill Maher. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm not kidding, though. I had to turn it off. It was completely unwatchable. And that's what people, I don't think they realize that You've made this stuff just unenjoyable to the point. I, I don't, this dialogue I don't need to hear. Get it out. You're boring me. Yeah. 
What do you, uh... Huh. Pure trash. Is, is it taking in the, like, money-wise, or is it doing good? No, it made good money. I think uh, those movies will always make money, and there's always going to be audiences for that, whatever it is. Yeah. And the more woke they go, I think, no matter what, people still pile in for it. But... Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there is going to be, at some point or another, a backlash and people just stop showing up at the theater. I, I actually, I, I talked to Emma about it today because she fell asleep after 10. I'm not kidding. Like, the, the first five minutes, the Guardians of the Galaxy are in it, and it's pretty funny, you know, and whatever. And then they leave, and then the story is just so fucking boring and dumb. And Emma fell asleep, and she asked me how it was the next day. I'm just like... I said, I'm never. I said, our days of going to see these movies in the theater are over for a while. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Until they change it up. I can't. I can't go unless I'm guaranteed from like the reviews and everything. Now that number one, it's ninety minutes. Yes. <laughs> no more two hours plus. I'm, I, I'm with you on this one, man. If you can't tell me the story in ninety minutes, you need to break it up into two movies. Learn how to tell a story. That's yeah. <laughs> go back to school. Hire someone who could tell a story. They use- and for all of our listeners, yes, we are aware that this is coming from two guys who do a two-hour podcast. And we, and we, ne- and, <laughs> that's right. and it's pure tangent. Nothing but tangent. <laughs> the guys in the middle of their two-hour show. Why can't you be 90 minutes, assholes? <laughs> We're about to take a break for our second hour. Um... Uh, good call. Well, either way, number one sounds like Moonfall. Skip it, folks. Sounds unwatchable. And I'll say the same to uh, anyone thinking about checking out the new Thor now that it's on streaming services. Skip it. Unwatchable. Not worth your time. I was deeply disappointed. And we are at that uh, hour mark, I guess. I'm huh, like, all right. Yeah, let's do it. We're going to come back. Got more to talk about. Yeah, we have a lot more to talk about. Uh, I Actually, all I have on the docket is uh, oh, the queen. That's what it looks like. Just the queen. No, that's what I meant. A lot to talk about. I want to talk about her early childhood, and then we'll work up with you. For those that don't know, this first show is just going to be the uh, early days before she became queen. And then uh, tonight we're going to do a three-hour special on her reign. And then we'll do a two-hour post-review on what might be after her. What will be her legacy. (laughs) And then join us tomorrow night for our three-hour Who's Chuck special, where we deep dive Charles III. (laughs) Who gives a Chuck? Uh... Followed by a Q&A, Chuck U is going to be a good one. (laughs) Genius. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.